Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey guys, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. I recently had the honor of previewing the movie Breakthrough, which will come out tomorrow, which P.S. you need to go see. Um, And I was able to interview one of the producers. His name is Pastor Sam Rodriguez, um, who sort of enlightened me about why he chose this film um, to produce. Uh, Without further ado, I want to get right to our interview. Well, the movie was phenomenal. I watched it last night, um, cried for two solid hours. There it is. And um, I feel like it's such a movie for right now. In our time, in our culture, a movie of hope. Pastor Rodriguez, why did you choose to be a part of it? What drew you to it? Well, so it's I'm on a flight from Dallas to Sacramento. It's January, it's 2015. I get an RSS feed. And it's a, it's a, you know, news, it's just weird. I have a firewall on my phone. Uh-huh. I never should have received it. <laughs> and so there's a number of anomalies here that can't be explained logically. So I get this RSS feed about boy resurrects. Now I'm about to, I'm preparing my Sunday sermon as a good pastor. I'm yeah. looking for anecdotal narratives, right? Yeah. Threads, enclosures. Yeah. So I'm looking into it going real quick. Here it is. This is before Wi-Fi was available on all flights. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not an American Airlines yet. So here I am looking it up, and right before the, the door the door shuts, I'm going, whoa. Boy resurrects. Mom says, what? And this is 24 hours post facto. Mom says, Holy Spirit. I go, so I'm not privy to her denominational stream, what her polity is, nothing. Just, right. So I went home on Sunday, and I said, all I have is, Mom, boy dies, Mom says, Holy Spirit. The church responded well. I'm on television Monday, on my own television program. And I shared a story. Unbeknownst to me, the mom is, is one of my followers. Been following me for a number of years. No way. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. That's so, so cool. So, Joyce. Joyce. Yes. She DMs me and says, look, I've been following you. You're one of my favorite preachers. There's a problem. You shortchanged me. I went, pardon me. <laughs> now, my media team usually reads my inbox, right? right? Again, by coincidence, quote, unquote, no coincidences, I'm reading my DM uh, randomly and you're shortchanging me. I go, pardon me, uh, I'm, the, I'm the mom you talked about. This is, this is my story, and you're shortchanging me. Respectfully, sir, you're, uh, this is way bigger than what you've mentioned. And I went, really? Well, then we talked. The story was so compelling. So I happened to have a great friend, a, one of my closest friends named Devon Franklin. Uh-huh. So he's just my buddy, yeah. my hangout buddy. Yeah. My, let's spend time, Christmas time together. You know, that, that sort of thing. So, you know, Devon is Devon. So I go, hey, Devon, I have your next movie. And, of course, Devon looks at me and says, ha, 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 Sam, sure, right? I go, no, Devon, I have your next movie. And he goes, ha, 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 Sam. So I go, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm beyond the ha, 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 Sam. I set him up on my television program again. I invite Devon to interview him on his movie at that time. Uh, and I bring Joyce and John in. Intentionally put him in a green room. Mm. Set him up. Walked out with my latte. Walked out. <laughs> just, just had him there. And it, all, it was all orchestrated. 
They have a little bit of time in the green room. I subsequently had them both on stage. Now, I'm interviewing for my one-hour live television program on a, on a very a prominent Christian television network. Uh-huh. Um, so I have them there. I usually have my guests leave after you know their, their segment and bring in the new guests. On this occasion, intentionally, left them on, on stage, brought in Joyce John, did the whole story. And by the end of the interview, Devon stands up, shakes my hand, and says, you're completely right. We're doing your movie. We're going to make this happen. Oh and God. here we are. So that's how it came to pass. So you were like the, you were the, the spirit, you spearheaded this. Well, I, 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 have, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so I would argue, like, like God, right. you know, the, the good Lord through this, course, you know, this, yes. this kid from California. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the, the, yes, whatever. Yeah, God, yeah, what, 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 yes, 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 yes. We're, we're a Christian radio show, so you're good. So you get it. I totally get it. It was a Holy Spirit thing. It really was. It was a Holy so, Spirit thing. So wait a minute. So Joyce messages you yeah, absolutely. I'm shortchanging says, her. I'm, I'm, you and, got it wrong. You, you know, you got it part, you know, you're right, but you're shortchanging the story. Like I was too conservative because I, I, you know, in my anecdote, because of what I do and who I'm connected with and be, this thing called integrity that I'm obsessed with, yes. this integrity word. So I did not want to like, you know, hyper, you know, inflate, no hyperbole. Right. Mm-hmm. I, so I was very conservative in the narrative based on what I read. She said, Oh man, <laughs> what? <laughs> I love her. Like he wasn't dead for 15 minutes. He was dead for over an hour. What? what? Over an hour dead? Blah, 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 blah. And it's a lot more miraculous than you could ever imagine. Here it is. Here's the outline. And then once she had me, it was done. So it, I, I, I really sensed in my heart of hearts, I have to get this on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And then who do I work with? And one of my best buddies happens to be Devon Franklin. Yeah. By coincidence. So God. So, hey, Devon, uh, here's your next movie. And here we are. Totally God. Well, I loved the spirit. I felt like um, that was really portrayed. Joyce's spirit was really portrayed in the movie. I've, I've adopted two children myself. There it is. And so, like, after the first five minutes, I found out he was adopted. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm immediately pulled in. So it was um, it was incredibly well done, which bravo to you for that. I mean, I felt like it. you, you guys really took the time to understand. It wasn't... Um, it was very well done. Let's right. just put it I that way. You. Yes, it was well done. I wanted I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the scene when she says, Holy Spirit, breathe life into my boy. Well, I, I know that, that was of course that's the main, you know, climax of the of the story. But how important to you was it to get that right, knowing how the viewer would receive that? We we had to get it right. And and uh, how can I be nuanced about this? It, it wasn't a given mm-hmm. that that particular component, even, okay. even the phraseology, would, would be approved in every by every single authorizing entity or body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did, I, did that make sense? Yes, perfect. Okay. So we pushed on that okay. because it was verbatim. It's what she said. And <laughs> so it's, we can't, you know, you can't call it faith, love, the big win, you know, uh, you know, Big Bird. No, it was Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that that was critical for us. So it was it was the centerpiece mm-hmm. to a great degree. If you look at the entire film, yeah, the main character of the movie is actually, you know, without getting too overly spiritual about it, it's 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 the God. Holy Spirit. It's God. Holy Spirit, yeah. It's the fact that if what would the way that I <clears throat> that I preach it is, and I and I travel with them around and do major conferences with Joyce and John and Jason. What if Joyce never would have opened up her mouth? Right. All right. That's that. To me, that's the whole, like the whole measuring, the quintessential metric. If Joyce never would have opened up her mouth, where would we be today? Yeah. Would John have resurrected? Would John be alive today? 
No, the answer is no. The words that come out of our mouths matter. Yeah. And the spirit that, that accompanies the words mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, it, very, it, it was everything. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit line was not just a line in the movie. It was what took place. But the fact that calling upon the name of God mm-hmm. actually has results. Yeah. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Transformative. I felt like I felt like it was a very spiritual experience. I mean, I've been a Christian for 20 years, passionate about the Lord, living the, for, for the Lord ever since. And in that moment, I really felt the spirit of God in the in the theater. It was so incredibly powerful. My wife and I, we screened it, you know, the first take. We, we did a number yeah. of takes. So, you know, Devon's home and we screened it home. And the first the first take, this is the unedited, you know, first take. And my wife and I in our home, we just, and Devon, we just had that moment. And there's a couple of moments in the film where, again, I'm a faith and science guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up evangelical, but I was an evangelical agnostic, doubting mm-hmm. much of what I saw mm-hmm. in, in the church world until I had a real genuine encounter with, with Christ. But we felt God. And it mm-hmm. se- seems weird, but we felt God. Oh, like we too. experienced like something amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, movie theaters throughout America, and it's, it's not a sales pitch. Once they see this, mm-hmm. I, I have expectations of a, an encounter with the reality of a living God. It's almost like, you know, Lazarus in the Bible. And I talked to John earlier and he's like, people have called me Lazarus. I mean, he's a pretty right. funny guy. Yeah, I love him. Um, but it's almost, we're so drawn to that power. We're so drawn to that strength. And here we have almost a modern day Lazarus you know, a story that just happened in 2015 um, when, when they called on the name of the Lord and the power of the Lord and what that power can do. Talk to me about how we've sort of forgotten about that power in our culture and how would a listener that will inevitably listen to the show that needs that power, how do we go about praying in the spirit just like she did? No, no. Again, and it's beyond like the religious speakies because many people go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, America's full of Christians that attend church on Sunday morning. But if we live out the gospel, if we truly yeah. go beyond the aesthetics and the optics and we embrace the reality of a living God who is involved in our daily lives and really call upon the name of the Lord with authority and power, with an expectation of an outcome, things will happen. Here it is. This is the only medically verifiable resurrection story in modern history. Do your due diligence on that. So this is, you know, every single, you know, medical community component. Yep, yep, yep. It happened, and it's miraculous. It's beyond (laughs) scientific explanation. So for that to happen because a woman mentions the power of God Mm. in the name of the Lord, that's powerful. Mm. We need the power of God. Mm. We, each and every one of us have the same access. Here's the story. Joyce Smith called upon the name of the Lord. The same Lord that Joyce Smith called upon is the same Lord we can call upon. Yeah. Like right now, mm-hmm. in each of our various circumstances, it could be marriage, health, relationships, finances, but more importantly, our spiritual walk, whatever it may be, God shows up. Yeah. And God shows up in the most unusual, even most precarious of circumstances. That's what this movie actually demonstrates. There is power in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there is someone on this planet involved who's willing to bring comfort and transformation and do things that are beyond the power of human understanding. And that's the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that. Mm-hmm. The moment you encounter, you know, the reality, the authenticity of a real God, but surrender it all. Mm-hmm. Give him everything. Once you, you know, once you surrender everything, then you can really receive everything he asks for you. But it begins with surrenderance, this act of humility of, I am nothing, you are everything, be God. So, um, so Pastor, I, I actually just had a conversation with someone a couple nights ago, 
And they said to me, I can surrender so many things but this. So many things but this. Tell me why. Tell me why I should surrender this. And what if God doesn't do what I want him to do? Speak to that person today that's like, okay, I hear you. I know you want me to surrender, but there's this one thing. Yeah, you, there's, you can't be but one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, and God doesn't call the person that has it all. Mm-hmm. He calls upon those that are willing to surrender it all. Mm-hmm. That's life. Mm-hmm. So, and and what if God doesn't mm-hmm. do what I want? Yeah, what if God does what He wants? Mm-hmm. Just the will of God, yeah. not your will. Yeah. What if God is actually God? And he sees things way beyond our, our limited bandwidth, way beyond. Let God be God. Once you surrender it all, you have to trust him. Mm-hmm. Faith is trusting God when life makes no mm-hmm. sense. And that's the beauty of faith. Yeah. I have seen in my life, we've seen in Joyce and John's story, and I know of so many testimonies, verifiable testimonies of people that surrender it all and experience the fullness of God's grace, love, and peace the moment you surrender it all. And you have to you know, go beyond yourself. The number one enemy we have is not like this evil devil out there. There is a devil out there. We can't deny it. There's darkness out there. We, every single day we, we, re, we realize that more and more. But the number one enemy we have is the person in the mirror. Mm. If, you can over, if you can go beyond yourself, you're your number one enemy. Mm-hmm. It really. And if you could go beyond yourself and your pride and your ego and your priorities and say, God, be everything and do everything, then you discover really what God has for your life. Uh, I love I love this. Okay, I want to talk to you about pastors for a minute because uh-huh. uh, Pastor Jason was a very clear presence throughout the whole real life story and then um, throughout the movie. Um, and you're a pastor, a very well accomplished pastor. I have to say, we're very intimidated reading your bio and everything that you've oh, done that we didn't by even the grace know. Of God. First Corinthians fifteen ten. <laughs> by the grace of God, it was like, oh my goodness, I feel like he's our Latino Moses sitting in front of us here. Like, what, what do we say to this guy? By the grace of God. Um, but, but, um, just pastors. I, I know there's been such a narrative about celebrity pastors and this and that, and you, some people are like, uh. Um, talk to me about the way Pastor Jason was portrayed, sort of the perception that Joyce had about him in the beginning, being from California and all that, and then just really what he did to change her mind, and how can that speak to pastors today? Right. Now, the pastoral element in the story is critical. To me, it's critical, and it's, there's a term I would use theologically. It's very prophetic, very redemptive. Yeah. The, the fact that there's a pastor that comes alongside, and his grace and his humility throughout. And, and even the moment where he had his moment, you know, mm-hmm. where he had his moment of, I don't know, this is really going to have the, the outcome that we're all committed to here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he had his little moment of angst, right? He had his little ebbs and highs and lows and little fluctuation. And at the end of the day, his presence, his commitment, his prayer walk mm. really worked. Mm. And imagine Joyce Smith without a pastor, Jason, in that scenario mm. and speaking into her, speaking yeah. truth, biblical truth, spirit empowered biblical truth for that matter. So the pastoral element is critical. But even the understanding and beyond the celebrity pastor component, it's not the celebrity pastors. It's that pastor who every day living a life of integrity is, you know, he's a grinder praying uh, you know, hospital visits, committed to family, committed to restoring homes and marriages, uh, you know, doing his biblical due diligence, making sure he's hearing from heaven to preach the word, not his ideas or concepts, but hearing from the Holy Spirit, yeah. leading the mission of the church. That, my friend, I think we need more pastors. Yeah. I think we need more holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring pastors. Amen. 
Mm. Um, I I was drawn to him because my dad's pastor, my brother's pastor, my husband's pastor. Oh, there it is. We're done. So it's like okay. I and I liked his hair, by the way. I thought it was great. <laughs> they talk about that, but I, I I have such a heart for pastors. Clearly, I come. I, I'm literally cut from that cloth. But what what can you say? You know, Jason, Pastor Jason, did not know that um, John was going to be resurrected from the dead. No. All he knew was to do what God had asked him to do. Right. I feel like there's a lot of pastors that are down on themselves for maybe their church isn't this big or maybe their whatever is that, maybe their following isn't this big, which all that stuff kind of makes me want to throw up. But what would you say to that pastor that is just down on himself today? He's discouraged from a pastor Speak pastor to my pastors. Yeah. Well, again, just like Jason, you're called to do what God has called you to do. And you're not defined. We have to, we, this idea of being defined, this, this, this hunger for validation, for followers, yes. uh, this whole social media reality, mm-hmm. we're not defined by the likes of many. Mm-hmm. We're defined by the love of one. Mm. So yes. we're not defined by the likes of many. We're defined by the love of one. And that should guide us. Mm-hmm. Not the number of followers. What's your assignment? Mm-hmm. There's an anointing on your assignment do it mm-hmm. and let God take care of the rest. Mm. Should you have expectations of seeing greater things? Yeah, for him, through him, in him. But maybe our metrics are different than his metrics. Mm-hmm. It's how we measure outcome, right? We're, we're more committed, unfortunately, in, in this obsession with success when we should be, accept, we should be obsessed with faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Success will follow faithfulness mm-hmm. and, and not the other way around. So, you know, pastor, let not your heart be troubled. If you're doing God's will, if you're fulfilling your assignment, uh, you're, you're not forgotten. Mm-hmm. There's a good Lord in heaven who knows all things, and there's a great reward, Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary of doing what is right. In your appointed time, you will reap a harvest of blessings if you do not give up. Can, I, can you give me a personal story of when that worked for you? Because I feel like that, that's when, when, when we can be so relatable. Um, you know, you were wary and doing well, and then God stepped in and did something amazing. Can you give our pastors a personal story? Oh, absolutely. We were starting a church plant in Sacramento, my wife and I, and we already had, uh, by the grace of God, uh, a, nat- a global ministry. But I had, coming out from Dallas in a very prominent church here that you would recognize, came out from preaching. I really felt the Holy Spirit is compelling me and said, Samuel, I want you to start a multi-ethnic church in Sacramento because it was lacking a multi-ethnic church. Mm-hmm. Beautiful pastors in Sacramento, the best pastors on the planet, by the way. But a lack of a multi, I'm a multi-ethnic guy. Yeah. So, but God spoke to my DNA and said, look, you just one church where black, white, yellow, and brown come together and just worship me. And so we started to work. And in the beginning, it was rough. It was tough. And did not see the outcomes immediately the way we wanted to see them immediately. And just by holding on and persevering and not giving up. And there were moments. I mean, because there were, because, um, you know, just the, the idea that on Sundays I could be addressing a greater amount of people. Yeah. And my, my friends are the megachurch pastors in America and around the world. I could be doing major conferences with 5, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 people. And instead I'm speaking to 150 people mm. in, in, in a, in a some like attic in Sacramento in a place you couldn't even find back there on Google Maps. <laughs> And that was, that, was, that was prior to Google Maps. So it was like so difficult. And I'm going like, what am I doing? Yeah. And God just saying like, press on. Galatians wow. 6, 9, press on, press on, press on. So we did. And by the grace of God, it broke. We had a breakthrough. Mm. The moment you have that breakthrough. And it comes through fidelity, through faithfulness. Yeah. Not giving up. Even when you want to give up. And we all want to give up. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to give up. But Romans eight eleven did not permit me to give up. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. So every time I thought I was done, boom, I resurrected. So here I am, you know, perseverance, resilience, as long as the marker is not your personal success, 
and it's not about you and your name and your number of followers, but it really is about giving God the glory and changing the world for his namesake. Uh, I fear it's gone the other way. We need to bring it back to what exactly what you just said. So this is one of the, um, one of the questions that, um, that I was given, but I'm very interested in the scripture or verses that you have familiarized yourself with to sort of summarize the story. Um, that's what they told me. I was interested in what you had to say about that. It would be Romans 8, 11. Okay. The same spirit. Absolutely. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us. Again, if Joyce never would have opened up her mouth, she released Romans 8, 11. Mm. Just a crazy idea that a woman opens up her mouth and the Holy Spirit shows up and does it. The cool thing about this movie, it actually depicts accurately this portion. It wasn't five minutes after she opened up her mouth, four minutes, three minutes, or two minutes. The moment she opened up her mouth, the right. kid's dead for over an hour, approximately one hour and eight minutes. She says, Holy Spirit, bring my son back to life. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Like, so you know, crazy. what are the chances from a mathematical probability standpoint? It has to be God. Mm. That's why everyone signed off. This is a miracle. It has to be God. To me, it's Romans 8, 11. The same spirit lives inside of us. What if we utilize that spirit not just on super egregious occasions, but if we engage that spirit on a daily basis? Mm. We can bring life to atmospheres. Yeah. We can bring life to my Starbucks barista. Yeah. You know, we can bring life to people around us, to our children, our marriages. Let's speak life. Let's usher in life. Let's release life. Mm. I think, I, I do believe we carry what Joyce carries. Yeah. It's, I, she, I, th- I felt like in the movie, she was sh- surprised. She was like, wow, she, Holy Spirit. Well, it actually breathe works. life. And she's like, wait, what? Wait, it actually works. What? what? It actually <laughs> but works. it actually works. It actually works. It's not just theatrics. It's not just a no. movie. This is an absolute true story. It is. I love it. Um, so... What do you hope audiences gain from this? I, and I, what are one of our last questions? I hope our audiences experience God in a way that they have never experienced before via the conduit of a movie, a, a cinematic presentation. I, I, there are movies that inspire you, and then there are movies that can transform you. Mm. This is a transformative movie. This is not about walking out going, what a cool story. This is about... Holy cow, Batman, this movie changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it really changed my life. I can believe, wait a minute, if God did it for Joyce, God can do it for me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be something as egregious as losing your son, right? In a lake, it could be, my marriage can be restored. My body can be healed. How about my faith? There's a child that's fighting addiction in your family. Whatever it may be, it's not beyond God. Mm-hmm. And that God can fix everything. Mm-hmm. He can fix everything. And that's faith, hope, there's a beautiful element there. If you notice the cast, it's very multi-ethnically diverse. It's very beautiful, very yes, multi. I loved it. You like that? I'm a multi-ethnic family. There so, it is. So yes. it's, it's, it speaks to, you know, it pushes back on the discord currently in America and around yes. the world. So the movie, the optics of the movie are beautiful, redemptive. It's full of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, multi-ethnic, multi-generational, biblical truth. That's a recipe for an awakening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. I want to go one, one, I want to go back to pastors and then we'll be done because I'm going to, they're going to, you've got a, a lot, a lot of people to talk to today. Um, I just really feel such a heart for our pastors and just like with our, with our closing word, could you pray over the pastors that are listening, um, today and, you know, encourage them because I think J- pa- pastor Jason is, um, I think that is going to minister a lot. Indeed. Yes. Yes. And then we'll be done. Lord, thank you for every single pastor in America and around the world for that matter. Thank you for that amazing person you have anointed, Mm -hmm. dear God, to lead flocks of your children, of your followers in communities across this nation and around the world. Lord, I'm asking you for this, Mm -hmm. not only via the conduit of this movie, 
but through the power of your Holy Spirit, I mm. pray that every single pastor experience a fresh awakening. Yes. Dear yes. God, a renewal of relationship. Yes. I'm asking you for every pastor to live a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life. Yes. I'm asking you for every pastor to have a fresh encounter with your Holy Spirit. Yes. Let it be in their prayer closet, in their devotional time, whatever it may be, whatever facilitative platform you want to engage. Lord, awaken our pastors. Yes. Let them realize that today's complacency is tomorrow's captivity, yes. that we are what we tolerate, mm. that we can never sacrifice truth on the altar of expediency. Yes. And while we are all waiting for you to return, for you to come down, you are waiting for us to stand up. Yes. Mm. In Jesus' name, I pray. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you for having me. Wasn't that interview awesome? Uh, he was filled with the spirit of God. It was powerful just to sit and just sort of hear his take on on what happened. Uh, Breakthrough comes out tomorrow. And tomorrow on the show, I interview Christy Metz. You might know her from This Is Us. I was a huge fan, totally fangirl the whole time. She is so sweet and did a phenomenal job in this movie. I also had the privilege of interviewing the real-life John Smith, the boy in the movie who actually died and God resurrected him from the dead phenomenal interview with him. I also had the privilege of introducing um, Devon Franklin, who produced the movie, and the director of the movie, Roxanne Dawson. Guys, go see the movie. It is out tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Mile Show is listener-supported, and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.